Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Flames. Today, we are catching up on qualifying offers. Who didn't see an offer? And of course, who saw them? But we also need to talk about the latest and kind of greatest update when it comes to the negotiations with Johnny Gaudreau and the Flames. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everyone? I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As we gear up to Wednesday, July 13th at noon, free agency. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, of course, we have to live in the moment a little bit and kind of rewind and talk about the qualifying offers, the latest negotiations. And I threw uh, some mailbag uh, tweets out there for you. So we're going to answer those today. And we do, we got to talk. We, we really need to talk because there's just been so much happening. And if you want to stay up to date on the latest happenings, make sure you're following Locked on Flames. Uh, on Twitter at LO underscore Flames Pod. Make sure you're subscribed to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Audie and I will probably be going live tomorrow. If it's not Audie and I, it'll be just me. Uh, so make sure you're following or subscribe to us on YouTube as well at Locked on Flames. Let's jump into this. A qualifying offer. What is it? If you don't know what a qualifying offer is, don't feel bad. Okay? Don't. I don't care how long you've been around hockey, if you're a day one hockey fan or if you're relatively new to this, we're here to make it more digestible for you. A qualifying offer is an official standard player contract offer, which is for one year in length, which can be subject to salary arbitration should the player be eligible. All right. So usually these happen right after the Stanley Cup when uh, free agency used to be on July 1st. So you've probably seen them. You've probably heard of them. Uh, and the only players who get, uh, who are qualifying offer eligible are restricted free agents. So if you are a pending UFA like Johnny Goudreau, you don't get extended a qualifying offer. He did back at the end of his entry-level contract, of course. That's just like, there's just certain time frames for these things, right? So the Flames handed out qualifying offers to Oliver Shillington, Andrew Mangiapane, Matthew Phillips, Colton Pullman, Martin Pospisil, sorry, <laughs> Adam Rosichka, Matthew Kachuk, and E2 Tulola. All right. So honestly, I was a little surprised that Oliver Shillington got one. Not because I think that he is a bad player by any means, but I thought that the Flames were going to kind of, you know, maybe let him walk and maybe look at the free agent market. But I like this move. I like it a lot. I think it makes the most sense. Do I think that he is someone that will be offer sheeted? No. Andrew Mangiapane, however, the perfect candidate for an offer sheet. And for those of you who are like, what is an offer sheet, Jess? Let's pull up the definition because back 
back in my day, <laughs> these were very rare. You rarely ever saw players get or a GM sending an offer sheet for someone. But in the last few years, they have made a comeback, <laughs> if you will. But an offer sheet is a binding NHL contract that is, an, that is offered to an eligible RFA whose rights are owned by a different club. So say the, the Canucks want Andrew Mangiapane. They Number one, they're in cap heck, so they wouldn't be able to do that. But any player who is a group one, uh, we're not getting it. This is legal stuff. Okay. Offer sheets come with compensation tiers. So it depends on the contract, uh, what the contract and annual average average annual value is or um, what what the player offers. But if you, they come in tiers. Let me break, let me share my screen with you so we can talk about this some more. I'm trying to, <laughs> to pull this up. You guys know I'm so bad at technology. So this is the tiers and offer sheets are rare um, just because of the compensation and kind of quote-unquote punishments that go along with them if you don't sign an R the RFA your offer sheeting. It's a big deal to sign an offer sheet. It is well within a player's rights to sign one, but signing the offer sheet can be interpreted as dealing in bad faith. For a player that has been drafted and developed by an NHL team to go behind the team's back and sign a contract with another team while negotiating a contract with their original team that's shady, snaky behavior. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I still remember back in 2019 when the Montreal Canadiens uh, sent an offer sheet to Sebastian Ajo and the Canes immediately uh, matched it. They are run above it. If you don't match it, then you are eligible for the punishments. And I say punishments, but they're not... I, the tears and what you're giving up. It they oftentimes they are very, very uh, rare because you know you're giving up your first round pick, a third round pick, a second round like your early draft picks, and that's not not a good look, right? That's a lot to risk if a player doesn't sign with you. It, you're it's like playing Uno, but stakes are a lot higher, right? Uh, Matthew Phillips. That's a no-brainer. Great um, AHL forward. Uh, Adam Rosichka saw some time in the NHL this year, and I really, really want him to see more time in the NHL next season. Do I think that he will be a full-time center next year? No. But I do think that barring injuries or, you know, ha us having to bench people and things like that, he will be seeing time with the, uh, the club. Matthew Kachuk, who, who's this kid? You know, who is he? Uh, he was in Greece when his agent received his qualifying offer. So I'm assuming that, that, you know, that's a good sign, but you know, the flames can't do anything right now until they know that John is gone or or are good <laughs> is he sticking around or not and coming up next we're actually going to talk about the latest updates on Gaudreau and how his team has forced the flames hand but it could be for 
good. It could absolutely be for good. But first, we are going to take a quick break and talk about our friends at Built Bar. Y'all know that I love a good snack, and nothing will keep me going quite like a Built Bar. These coconut brownie chunk puffs are delicious. Uh, from the people who invented the healthy and tasty Built Bars comes the latest gift to your taste buds, and it is the coconut brownie chunk puffs, and they're delicious, right? That's right. The coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love now comes in their delicious chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, and it is a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. I I am not a big coconut fan. I'm allergic to it. Don't, I don't have horrible reactions, but I can, I can get through a coconut brownie chunk and be okay and just think, oh, this is delicious. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which helps, which absorbs into your body faster and provides a lot of different health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Head on over to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. I'm going to assume that you don't follow me on Twitter, so uh, make sure you're following me on Twitter at Just Belmosto. It's right there on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Oh, we got to talk about John, you know? We, we do have to talk about our, our good friend, uh, Mr. Gaudreau, because it is 7.43 p.m. on Tuesday night, the eve of free agency, as I check my Twitter notifications to see if uh, <laughs> anything has been you know, come to fruition, and it has not. But basically, Gaudreau hits the market in like 18 hours, and that's not great. But we do have some good news. <laughs> uh, the Flames came back with a, with a bigger offer. Remember, it was like 9, 9.5 million and John was supposedly given, you know, till the day before the draft, allegedly, to kind of give them a an update. They gave him an ultimatum, and uh, who were number one? Who are you to give him an ultimatum? Like, <laughs> I don't think that's fair right now. But also, you know, his team kind of came back and said, "Well, what about this?" Didn't happen. And earlier today, a tweet came out saying the Flames have now offered Goudreau. $10 million, which would make him over eight years, which would make him the highest paid Calgary Flame in franchise history, one of the, the highest paid uh, NHL players, and of course, his team, you know, I, listen, I like those double digits. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. That's okay. I, do I think he's a $10 million player? Yeah. Would I? Would you even say that he's a ten point five million dollar player? When you look at what the top forwards are making, yeah, he is. And you know, I think a lot of people are quick to say, like, "Well, it's a flat cap. It's a flat cap, and this is going to affect his his teammates and how they sign." And you know, the future of the Flames. Eight years is a long time. Oh. Right, but you know you're getting the deal done now and you deal with the other problems later down the road uh, because I do think the Flames have an interesting strategy here. And then, apparently, Pat Steinberg 
960, that um, John's team has countered that. And they said, what about a 10.75? Do you think that the Flames are going to offer John $11 million? If they offer Gaudreau $11 million and he takes the deal, I will be on here tomorrow in tears, sobbing, tears of joy, okay? And you can mark your calendars. We'll be going live at some point. Um, probably it'll either be immediately when that deal is announced or when it's kind of speculating that he is on the move. But what happens if he doesn't sign that deal? What happens if it's not about the money? What if he just wants to be closer to family? And I know I, I hate going back to this narrative and it has nothing to do with John wanting to be close to the family that I hate. I get it. I, I'm a big family person. My boyfriend is a very big family person. And I am just, I, uh, there is no shame in wanting to be close to your family, especially as you are preparing for your first child. Okay. That's terrifying. And I was reading today that apparently his wife still wants to, or still works. And, you know, apparently, I, I don't know how true this is, but apparently like she doesn't live in Calgary, which I, I don't believe. I think she lives in Calgary, especially now that they're married. <laughs> um, but if he doesn't sign an $80 million contract, is this because he wants to go and be closer to family. Does the money not matter to him? Does that generational wealth not, you know, eh, whatever. Is it not, is that not what it's about? Philly's out of the running, right? Philly is, um, has their money tied up, like 10 million bucks tied up with uh, Tony Demetball and another defenseman. But they bought out Oscar Lindblom today. And they also don't face penalty restrictions or penalty consequences because he's under the age of 26, which I don't know why you're buying him out. I think, you know, his early NHL career was impacted by cancer diagnosis and treatment and whatnot. So, you know, just help him out a little bit maybe. But they did make a $100,000 donation in his name is nice but also now you have the islanders and devils who are apparently in very are the front runners are basically what i'm trying to say they are the front runners and i don't hate that i mean i do hate it i absolutely do not want him to leave calgary and i'm going to talk about this next in the mailbag but i i don't want him going to New Jersey because number I hate the devils. I absolutely hate the devils. I hate everything about New, the state of New Jersey, except for like three things. And that one of those things being the Gaudreau family. <laughs> um, I just, I do not like some of the things that have happened behind the scenes with that organization um, was uh, with professional women's hockey. I do not like that they just, I just, I don't think that it's a good fit for John. And I really don't think the Islanders are a good fit, but I also think that they are in a better position than the Devils when it comes to competing. 
that makes sense. But, you know, when the clock strikes noon tomorrow, that's when the negotiating can start from other teams. Is John going to take a significant pay cut to go home? Or go close to home? Be closer to home? I talked about this with Audi last week. He loves Calgary. His family loves Calgary. His father plays in beer leagues when he comes here, for God's sake. Um, You know, I think it's a lot to kind of... I don't... You could negotiate and, you know, play devil's advocate for either side. You know, do I think being close to family is important? Yeah, of course. But am I also selfish and wanting to take a lot of money in a place where I could win? Yeah. And do they structure the contract with a modified no movement clause? You know, like, do they even have one in that fifth year? So, you know, we're going to have to get a little creative. The Flames are going to have to get a little creative here. But I do think that things could 200% work out in their favor, especially since his agent came back and was like, well, what about this? And again, could that be him bluffing, saying, oh, well, they're never going to match this. They're not going to compete with that. Who knows? Truly, who knows? But I do think that it's possible to see them squeeze 11 million bucks out of the flames. I do. And I would, if I was Brad Tree Living, you hand him that blank check and you said, here's your $88 million check, John. I, I know that's not how it works, but obviously that's what, that's what you do. You sign the check. Here's your first $11 million. Go buy a nice house because you're living in a condo, a luxury condo downtown. But, you know, we'll find out tomorrow. And I think that that's going to be a very uh, slippery slope. And I'm excited to see where some of these other free agents land. I think, you know, Nazem Kadri, I think it's going to be a big one. Um, I, I don't really care about Evander Kane, but apparently he's going to L.A. Um, I'm very interested to see what other moves are made you know is are there going to be some trades what could possibly happen tomorrow and make sure that you are tuning in to locked on flames and locked on nhl so you know the latest updates with your favorite players and your division rivals so on twitter i asked for some questions i got a few And let's start with Locked On Canadians. (laughs) Where do you least want Gaudreau to land? And that answer is tied between the Flyers and the Devils. Uh, I just, personally, I don't like either of those two teams. I I feel for Flyers fans. I do. Uh, They are in a very weird position, a rebuild. They have John Tortorella as their coach now. Um, They brought in a defenseman who has a not-so-great reputation that he has earned himself. And I think that there is a lot of room for potential chaos. And they're not going to be a winning team. They're not going to be a playoff team. Both of the teams here are 
you know, lottery teams. So look at that. Look at that from where he is now in Calgary versus going back to where he was miserable with losing. You see? And Cam Hasbrook, a friend out of the bullpen, says, if Johnny if Johnny Hockey leaves Calgary, sorry, where would you like to see him go? I mean, there's no way it ever happens, but I would love to see him in Boston. Again, if he wants to be close to home, he can be close to um, my home too, where I can benefit from seeing him play <laughs> 41 home games there, and then he can take the train to Jersey or take a plane even, you know, um, I'm going to be selfish there and say Boston, but there's absolutely no way that gets done. I don't even think they have like $10 million in cap space. So that's just not happening. But realistically, I would love to see him. I, I don't know. I think that him staying in Calgary is just something that is perfect because it's the small market. It's a small market in Canada. You are, you know, you're the star there, but you're not getting torn to shreds by every media outlet in the area if you have a bad game like you would if you were in New York, Toronto, Philly, Jersey, like one of the bigger cities. So that's why I just, I think that that is a factor that plays into things. I think that that is something that I would have to take into consideration, but you know, um, I guess I don't even want to say Arizona or Buffalo because I know that they have to get to the cap cap floor too, but they're both lottery teams. I mean, I guess Buffalo will definitely be a little bit better this year, but, but there's still not a playoff, like a, a true contending team. So I could go back and forth, forth with this and make an argument against every single team. I have all the time in the world. <laughs> I'm serious. I just, I cannot see him anywhere but Calgary. And if I, if I had to pick a team, it would be the Rangers because, again, if, say if the cap is not an issue, it would be the New York Rangers because, um, they are a very competitive team. They're further ahead in their rebuild than other people, and they're not teetering on the edge of, um, you know, having to rebuild and retool. So they're competitive. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to say the Rangers, but there's no way that gets done. Also, could you imagine <laughs> Barclay Goodrow and Johnny Goodrow? That'd be so confusing. That would be very confusing. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Keep him off the East Coast. Keep him out of the U.S. Keep him right in Calgary. Um, that I don't know. I just, I don't, don't like thinking about this. And I know I've had to come to terms with this happening and whatnot. But I was talking with someone yesterday about some of my favorite Johnny stories. And this one is... I, I just think this is so funny. I do. And just how naive this kid was. After he played his first NHL game, he went to an ATM at a bar and tried, or I don't know if it was at a bar or like outside of a bar, but 
he tried to deposit a $7,000, $700,000 check into an ATM, which obviously, like, you can, like, do deposits and whatnot through an ATM, at least in the U.S. Um, and I think it was Kevin Hayes. It's all, Kevin Hayes is always involved in these stories. Um, again, flyers. Um, <laughs> but he goes, you can't do that. That, that's not how it works or something along those lines. And it's just, it's so funny because I mean, I'm sure John didn't work summer jobs as a kid growing up because he, he trained around in the year around the calendar for hockey. But like, <laughs> I remember my mom teaching me how to deposit checks in the ATM and whatnot. And that's, I think that would have been even funnier if it was like a mobile deposit. I, I don't know. I just, the Goudreaux's just love them. John, I doubt you're listening. I, I doubt your your agent's listening, but <laughs> please stay in Calgary. There'd be a lot of people who sorely miss you. This team would miss you, and you thought we looked good on paper with you. Mm, that'd be pretty bad without you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning into today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm Jess Bomasto. You can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. You can find the show's feed at LO underscore Flames Pod. I'm here for you five days a week, dropping down to three uh, in a few weeks. But we're here for you every day. Make sure you're following us uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And I will see you tomorrow for the impending doom or we're going to be celebrating. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Bye.